This is John Lyons right now on WEEI. Oh, Mark is going to try it, and he scores! The 2023 Boston Bruins have another all-time record, 133 points. Carlo can't grab it. It comes to Verhage. Turn, shoot, scores! You know, I'm thankful for for the memories and everything that uh, you guys have brought to, to, to me and my family. Games, and the Bruins tie the longest winning streak to start a season. They are 6-0-0. Hour number three here on WEI. I've done a couple solo shows before, Justin Turpin, but this is my first three-hour one, so hopefully I make it to the finish line. Doing a great job. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, we started out as the Braverman boys, but then Joe left us, so now it's just Turp time, we'll call it. Yeah. Love it. All right, so I do want to spend some time here, though. Season review of the Boston Bruins, you know, 2023 review and if you have thoughts on the Bruins this past year 617-779-7937 we are going to get to Patriots next segment so feel free to also call in on them if you'd like this is a Bruins team look they set the record for wins 65 wins in the regular season David Pasternak 60 goals they add Tyler Bertuzzi they add Dmitry Orloff at the trade deadline Garnett Hathaway as well they have two goalies not one but two guys who are in Vesna competition Ulmark ends up winning the Vesna and then they lose in the first round in seven games. I, you know, you could make the case this Bruins team, one of the more heartbreaking finishes for a Boston sports team this century. And we've had our share of Boston sports heartbreak. We've had plenty of success, but we've had our share of heartbreak. And the reason I say this would be up there, even though it was only a first-round loss, because you won 65 games, because it was Bergeron's last year, and you kind of knew there was a palpable sense as the year went on. This was Bergeron's last year. It was also Krejci's last year. And I think those are guys, especially Bergeron, that they're going to be Hall of Famers. They're all-time Boston athletes. Bergeron is one of my all-time favorite Boston athletes. They deserved to have more than one Stanley Cup championship. And I, I know sports doesn't work. Who deserves it? But they deserve to have more. And I thought Jim Montgomery comes in as a new head coach. Every button he pushed during the regular season – worked i mean they if he ever shifted lineups it worked if he ever called them out it worked if he just kind of was hands off and let the vets handle it it worked everything he did in the regular season worked and then the playoffs came around and i think it started to unravel right at the end of the regular season to me the only real mistake jim montgomery made at the end of the regular season was allowing patrice bergeron to play in that game up in montreal near the end of the year in which he got hurt in because he missed the first part of that Florida series came back later in that series and wasn't nearly as effective as we're used to Patrice Bergeron being. I think if Bergeron doesn't play in that game, maybe it's a different series against Florida and maybe they win. Also, then you get into the series. He breaks up the Bergeron Marchand line at the beginning of game five for 10 minutes. Look, that was only 10 minutes. I thought that was a mistake too, but only 10 minutes. I, I can look past that. But I think not playing Jeremy Swayman in games either five or six was a really big mistake. And I understand that it's something that, look, I know one goalie in the playoffs is usually what works. 
you had two guys who are Vesna caliber players. I understand wanting to play one, but your situation was unique. You should have played both, and Omark were cobbled by Game 6. I mean, they had multiple three-period leads in Game 6 and could not close it out. Then they have a third-period lead in Game 7. Swayman finally plays in Game 7 and, and finally plays well. So I, I thought, to me, that was the big mistake there. And then, of course, Bergeron retires and moves on. Great career for him. I was going to spend, honestly, 10 minutes talking about the greatness of Patrice Bergeron. But Justin Turpin, we have some breaking news. We got a sound thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEIs presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Justin, you want to tell the people what the breaking news is? Sure. According to Jeff Passan, the Atlanta Braves are acquiring seven-time All-Star Chris Sale in a trade with the Boston Red Sox. All Well-regarded right. infield prospect Von Grissom is is the return for Boston, which will send money with Sale, who waived his no-trade clause to join the Braves. This is one of those trades, Justin, I think is a win all around. And I, and I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know that much about Von Grissom. I like that he's an infield prospect because I think long-term you need another infield prospect to go with Marcelo Meyer. But this is one of the – look, the Red Sox, I think – needed to move on from this Chris Sale contract. They've been an albatross around. And maybe now they'll be more open to trading for and extending a guy like Dylan Cease or Corbin Burns. Chris Sale, look, I understand the Dodgers are the best team in the major leagues. He's going to a team that's probably a close second in Atlanta. Won over 100 games last year. Won the World Series in 2021. That's a pitching staff that already has Max Fried, Spencer Strider. Like, he's going to be at, at best if Chris Sale is healthy all year and reaches his peak. He's a third starter there. So I think this is an awesome fit for Chris Sale. I think it's a really good move for the Red Sox salary-wise, excuse me, future contract-wise, as far as a guy like Cease or Burns, or if they decide to sign a Blake Snell or someone like that. And I think it's just a good move. for They need to reshape their rotation, and they started with Giolito. I think they need to add another front-line guy. Chris Sale, look. I give Chris Sale a lot of credit for what he did here. I know the last few years were extremely frustrating with his injury and his contract, but look, if somebody offered me that amount of money, I would take it whether I was healthy or not, so I'm not going to blame him for that. But he came to the Red Sox in 2017. Great trade from Dave Dombrowski, trading Yoan Moncada, Michael Kopech, and a package of prospects for Chris Sale. He comes in, first year, 32 starts, had a 2.9 ERA, 2018, 27 starts, 2.11 ERA. How about that? Closed out the World Series as well, in 2019, 25 starts, 4.4 area ticked up, and then the health problems really came in. And he was hobbled towards the end of 2018, which is why he had a bullpen role more so later in that World Series. And I know he was able to start some games in those playoffs, but he was a little bit hobbled in 2018. Made it through, though. Made it through 2019. But then 2020 doesn't play. 2021, limited action. 2022, limited action. 2023, made 20 starts, but he had big gaps in between those starts. So we really started to see the health problems really take hold towards the end of 2019 and, of course, through the rest of his time at the Red Sox. But I still want to take a moment to appreciate what Chris Sale did do for the Red Sox because he was the ace of a pitching staff in 2018 that helped the Red Sox achieve not just a World Series championship, but you could make the case that 2018 team was the best or one of the top three best teams in the history of the Boston Red Sox, right up there with 1912, with 2004, with 1918, 
you know, th- that 2018 team is right up there with those great, great Boston teams, one of the best teams in MLB history. If you made a list of the top 20 teams in MLB history, I bet you the 2018 Red Sox are on it. And Chris Sale was not only the ace of that starting pitching staff, but, of course, he came in in Game 5 in Dodger Stadium, strikes out Manny Machado to win that World Series for the Red Sox. That was the iconic moment for me. And, again, I get it. There was a lot of frustrations the past few years. Felt like every time you turned around, he was getting injured. But I think it's a nice, fresh start for Sale going to Atlanta. I think it's a nice fit for Atlanta. And I think it's a good, fresh start for the Red Sox. We can appreciate everything he did here, and I do, but also acknowledge that given his contract, given his age, given his injury history, it's something that I think was a good move for the Red Sox. They signed Giolito last night. They still need to add a frontline starter. And the prospect they get, Vaughn Grissom, could he be a long-term fit next to Marcelo Meyer in the middle of the infield? That would be great. Could he be a piece they flip in a deal for a Burns or a Cease or one of those Miami starters? We'll see. But it's something that, again, I think this is one of those rare trades where it's actually a good thing for both sides. And I believe Vaughn Grissom uh, hit his first big league home run at Fenway Park. So kind of fun little fact about Vaughn Grissom there. And, again, if, you, if you're just joining us, the big we started this segment out as a Bruins here in review, Justin Turpin. We had to cut that off. Because the big news of the day is Chris Sale traded to the Atlanta Braves for a prospect known as Von Grissom. So, and this is the first to me real big move for Craig Breslow. Like, and, and again, I like Lucas Giolito. I think he's going to be better than what he showed in L.A. and in Cleveland last year. But this is that first real because even the Verdugo trade, you kind of knew Verdugo's time here was done. Him and Alex Cora had issues. He had been benched this year. You knew that, whether, even if Hein Bloom had stayed. You, you knew Verdugo's time here was done. So this is his first real major move. And, and I think it's a pretty good one for both sides. Again, and a, and a deep appreciation for everything Chris Sale did here. When I look back on his time in Boston, I think he brought an energy to the Red Sox that was lacking and a, and a tenacity. Like that Red Sox team in 2016 made the playoffs, and you could see, hey, Bogarts has been here a few years. Betts is on the come up. He's going to be pretty good. This Bradley guy looks pretty good. You know, if you're a Red Sox fan, that's what you're thinking. Then they signed David Price. You're like, oh, okay, David Price. You know, this is a this is a guy that maybe can help us. But at that time, right, David Price had not delivered in the postseason. He ended up doing it. But then you bring in Chris Sale, and there was this. Okay, now we're really going for it. And this is the guy that's going to help help lead us there. And he did. And I give Chris Sale a lot of credit for everything he did here. And you can complain about the contract that he signed. I get it. You can complain about his injuries the last few years. I get it. I share those frustrations. But he always gave it everything he had. He was a major piece in you winning a World Series. Now he's going to go to an Atlanta team that at best he's going to be the third starter, which is a great fit. You get a chance to maybe save a little bit of money on that contract, right? I think he was uh, Chris Sale was owed direct money, $17.5 million this year. So you can save a little bit of money there. Maybe use that to help reshape your pitching staff. Now that you have Von Grissom, maybe you flip him in a trade. Maybe you flip another player in a trade and, and use Von Grissom as a guy for your team in the long term. So again, big news if you're just joining us, Chris Sale has been traded to the Atlanta Braves. It's funny, Justin Turpin, uh, I guess we know what your trending update is going to be like. Yeah, the right? whole thing. Yeah, before we, we do, just did it. Yeah, before we do that, I do want to uh, take call. We have David in the car right before we go to trending. David, how are you? Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, this is great news. Uh, I think it's it's a great move. I think it's uh, well overdue, should have been done already, and obviously the opportunity did not present itself. But I'm glad that it's, it's done because we've seen uh, how much money we're paying this guy and just no production, uh, injury prone, oh, and, and everything you can think of it, it was happening. So, uh, you know, 
hopefully they'll do more good moves. You know, the Red Sox, they need to. And, and I certainly hope that they do because it's been, it's been rough. It's been rough. Yeah. David, thank you very much for the call. And I think he shares the sentiment of a lot of Red Sox fans. We do have some Patriots we're going to get to. We're going to kick off the next segment, though, no pun intended, talking more about this Chris Sale trade. Before we do that, though, we're going to trend with Justin Turpin. This is John Lyons on WEI. Big news just breaking about 10 minutes ago, and we're going to continue talking about it. Chris Sale, Red Sox starting pitcher Chris Sale, 2018 World Series champion, has been traded to the Atlanta Braves for infield prospect Vaughn Grissom. The Red Sox are also sending $17 million to Atlanta. And what's interesting about the $17 million is Sale's overall number for this year is $27 million, but because of deferrals, according to SpotRack, he's only owed Seventeen and a half million in actual cash this year. So essentially, the Red Sox are going to cover his entire 2024 salary for the Braves. And of course, the Braves would be on the hook for that extra 500 grand and uh, the deferrals down the line. But Red Sox are essentially covering his whole salary if you look at just pure cash terms. Do do that he's owed seventeen and a half million to the Braves this year. And Vaughn Grissom, I want to start here, Justin, talking about Vaughn Grissom because one of the big issues we had last year for the Red Sox, was defense, especially up the middle. And it got better once Trevor Story came back. Vaughn Grissom's a guy, he's 22 years old, he has six years of team control. I think he's going to come in and have a potential. Now, they could flip him for a Corbin Burns or a Dylan Cease, which if they do that, Justin, I'll walk inside the other room and I'll give you a hug, all right, if they get you know Corbin Burns or Dylan Cease in a trade. You know, but he could be a real asset to them in the middle of their infield. Last year... He played shortstop for 19 games, played second base for four games. Uh, field and, and, of course, that's a limited sample size. Fielding percentage at shortstop, just over a 900. Not great. 1,000 over at second base. But, again, that was in limited stops there. I, I mean, I think as he continues to grow, I think that defense is going to continue to improve further and further, and he can be a real asset to you in the middle of your infield. And I like that he's got a little bit, of major league experience. So yeah, he's got the six years of team control left, but overall he played 41 games in 2022 for the Braves. He hit 291 in those 40 games last year at age 22. He played 23 games. He hit 280. Uh, you know, he had, I think what zero homers last year did have five in 2022. So not a ton of pop there, but you're going to have Casas. You're going to have Devers. I think you still need to add another bat. Maybe that's Teoscar Hernandez who we talked to Nakoro about earlier. But this is one of those trades, Justin, where like, I look at it from the Red Sox perspective. I look at it from Vaughn Grissom's perspective. I look at it from Chris Sale's perspective. And I look at it from the Braves' perspective. I, I'd i be kind of happy from all those parties about this trade. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's a win-win for both parties. I, I think what really excites me about Grissom, too, is he's only played 65 big league games. So there's, you know, he's a young piece that could be a fun kind of developmental piece. But for Chris Sale, I mean, this this had to happen. I mean... Just the expectations here, 
given the contract and given what he's produced in the past, was just too high for what he is now. It's just not the player he is anymore. And in reality, he is more of a three or four starter, and that's what he will be in Atlanta. And, you know, it was just it was time to move on from that contract and there was just the expectations were too high, and it got to too much, and uh, it's, it's a win-win for both parties. I agree with you. If you want to call in and give your thoughts on Chris Sale's time with the Red Sox or this trade, 617-779-7937. We'd love to have you join the program. Yeah, like I think from the Sale perspective, there's two parts of this. One, and for me at least personally, a real appreciation for what he brought his first three years with the Red Sox, especially that 2018 team. You know, that was a Red Sox team that was – one of the best teams in the history of the Red Sox, the best team in the MLB that year. They won 108 games in the regular season, win the World Series. And Chris Sale that year, not only was he an all-star, he finished second in Cy Young voting. He had a 2.11 ERA in 2018, 12-4 record overall. But it was just, you know, in 27 starts, he, he was great all year. And I know there was, I think, a couple weeks in September he had to miss a little bit of time. But he came back, he contributed in the playoffs, he struck out Manny Machado to end the 2018 World Series. So the first piece of it for sale for me is just a, a real appreciation for those first three years in helping win that championship. Yeah, and I think you nailed it. I think in hindsight, like I think people always kind of look at that extension and be like, wow, that was a miss. But like what he did when he first got here was just special. And he's a big reason they were able to win that championship in 2018. And it's just the injuries got in the way towards the end. He couldn't stay healthy and I mean, he's, he's pitched, what, um, less than 200 innings over the last three three years? Yeah, I mean, last year he had 20 starts, uh, you know, over the, but he pitched 100 innings. You know, the year 2022, only two starts. I know he had injuries 2021, obviously, you know, only a handful of starts. I think he had nine starts that year in 2021. So I understand, like, that's the second piece. So the first piece, I think, is a real appreciation for what he brought here those first few years. And the second piece is... Given his injury history over the last five year, or four years or three, four years, given his contract situation, I think it was you know prudent for the Red Sox to find a way to move on. And, and I think it makes a lot of sense now they have some of that. And they're sending $17 million this year to Atlanta, but now they've moved on from the overall, that contract there and some of the deferrals. At least it'll kick in down the line, which I know a lot of people don't realize. And, and Shohei Otani has made deferrals a big topic. But hey, $10 million deferral for someone like Chris Sale in a few years, well, maybe that's an infielder you know, or a utility guy you can't sign. Now you moved on from that. It's a little bit more money to spend down the line. Again, not a ton, but a little bit more. Uh, and if you again, if you want to call in and talk about Chris Sale, his time here, the trade, I'm also going to get to Vaughn Grissom a little bit more and the fit with the Braves for Sale, 617-779-7937. Uh, we have Doug from Situate on the line now. Doug, you want to talk about the Chris Sale trade? Welcome in. Yeah, guys, uh, I uh, not just Chris Sale, but the Red Sox in general and how they've not done anything in the last couple of years to improve this ball club. In fact, they gave away the best players they have. Been a season ticket holder for years, and I gave up my tickets. And, you know, I know all my friends are saying the same thing, and they're just they're done because the Red Sox ownership has just moved on. They're they're looking at other things. They've got other interests. I mean, the Penguins, really, and then, you know, soccer teams. And, you know, Fenway's making plenty of money elsewhere without the Red Sox, and they don't care. They don't care about the Red Sox fans, and that's really how I feel. And Chris Sale, yeah, you know, he's you know he's he's pretty much gone. I, you know, he's had so many injuries. 
you can't count on them. And, you know, great, they they got rid of them. They got nothing. And that's what they're doing. And they, they had plenty of chances to get some really top-line players, and they didn't do it. They didn't. They, they don't care. And I'd love to see them just sell the Red Sox and, and get somebody in there that really would like to put a team together and have another championship while, you know, you know, in the next few years, I, I just don't see it. I, I see them going downhill. They got a couple of good players. It's not enough to fill the ballpark, and I don't think they care. Thanks for the call, Doug. I appreciate it. And I think there's a lot of Red Sox fans that feel similar to Doug and that there's still some frustration, or not just some, a lot of frustration over the last, you know, really since that 2018 team, not an, as much investment in the Red Sox winning as we saw before that. And I know they got to the AOCS in 2021, but then one of the biggest pieces in that run was Kyle Schwarber, who they didn't re-sign, right? So I, I get that. I think this, though, could help them maybe invest a little bit more. And why do I say that? You know, you trade a guy like Chris Sale. Well, they signed Lucas Giolito last night, which, and I said at the beginning of the show, I hope that's the sec, you know, the second best starter going into opening day. Now they move on from Chris Sale. I think that's a clear signal that they want to add another legit piece to this rotation. And and Vaughn Grissom's a guy too. I think he could play quite a bit at second base or shortstop this year for the Red Sox. I'd lean a little bit more second base with the hope that Trevor Story is healthy. But he's also a guy. Maybe you could flip for a really good starting pitcher to bring in. So that's kind of my hope with the Vaughn Grissom situation. Maybe he comes in and helps you. Maybe he comes in and you flip him for a you know really good starting pitcher. But you know, to the caller's point, this can't be the end of it for the Red Sox, right? You need to continue to – because, look, the Yankees added Juan Soto. The Blue Jays are pretty good. The Orioles are, look like an elite team for the next few years to come. The Rays, I think they might take a little step back after, you know, now Wander Franco's not going to be there, and we, we know why. And they traded Tyler Glass now as well. But they're still going to be a good baseball team. So that's why, to me, I look at this as another step for the Red Sox in this offseason. Like, Lucas Giolito was a step. I think you know Chris Sale being traded is another step. But I don't want the steps to end here. This needs to be part of more moves to come. And there's a lot of available options out there, right? Like, Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery are still free agents. Dylan Cease and Corbin Burns are still available via trade. And that's just four names off the top of my head. But there's still a lot of options available for them to upgrade this baseball team. And maybe they can use Von Grissom to do that. Maybe not. And again, Chris Sale, too, I want to mention his fit down in Atlanta. I think if you're the Braves, like if you're a Braves fan and you're listening or you want to, hey, what, what is Chris Sale going to bring? I think you should be happy about this trade because if you get third starter or fourth starter material out of Chris Sale for this season and then you can get a decent starter, too, from him in the playoffs, that's great. Like, that's a win for you because this is a team that already has Spencer Strider, they already have Max Freed at the top of that rotation. We know how good that lineup is. Acuna Jr. feels like he could win the MVP almost every year. And I know the Dodgers are a super team in the NL. The Braves are one team that could actually beat them. And I you know, I get it. They have Yamamoto and Otani in L.A. They have Betts. They have Freeman. The Braves won the World Series two years ago. They won over 100 games last year. And I know they disappointed in the playoffs as well. But that's a team with good enough talent to at least hang with the Dodgers, maybe beat the Dodgers, and you add Chris Sale to that mix. Now, is he going to be the reason the Braves beat the Dodgers? Of course not. But if he can give you a valuable start in a Game 3 or a Game 4 of an NLCS and maybe help get you a win, then for the Braves, it's completely worth it. So, again, I think this is one of those trades that is really good for all sides involved. If you want to talk more about it, 617 779 
7937 is the number. Of course, you can text into us as well. Some thoughts. We have one texter here. It says, great trade, but Grissom isn't in majors because he couldn't field the position. Will be an outfielder. Good bat, no glove. Look, he's 22 years old, so I don't want to pigeonhole him as a guy that is not going to be you know, an, out, an infielder or an outfielder long-term. I think he's got the potential to be a solid infielder. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that I'm an expert on Vaughn Grissom. But again, it's a nice, I think, developmental piece, potentially a piece that can really contribute to the Red Sox going into next year. So that is the big news. The Red Sox trade for Chris Sale. They also, again, they're sending $17 million down to uh, Atlanta as well. So that'll pay for most of Chris Sale's salary for this coming year. I know we have several of you lined up on the phone lines. We're going to get to you soon. We are going to do a Patriots year in review segment. Probably going to do that uh, maybe next segment to close out the show because we were going to do that now. We're doing a bunch of Red Sox talk. We do have someone here, uh, Sorja in Mansfield, wants to talk about that Chris Sale trade. Sorja, you're on the air. Wait, okay. I, I did not see this news. Chris Sale got traded? Where did he get traded to? Yes. So welcome into the program, Sorja. We've been talking about it for 20 minutes. I'm just teasing you. Um, yeah, Chris Sale has been traded to the Atlanta Braves. And uh, just, uh, Sorja, I want to get, are you a Red Sox fan, Sorja? Listen, I just want to give you a quick take. So I believe on all the Boston sports, I think there's two major teams that you support and obviously two that you kind of obviously want to root for. Right, so, but Sorja, are, are, you, are you a Red Sox fan? Yes or no? I am. And okay, I'm so, so ecstatic right now. I, I, that's what I was going to get to. Are you happy that Chris Sale has been traded to Atlanta? I mean, I was just listening to uh, Shime and uh, Fitzy earlier on the Kevin Carter show, award winning, and it's just crazy because this guy has been collecting a paycheck for the last like couple years. I mean, he gets on a bike, he gets injured. You know, the wrist. It was something. Sometimes I don't even know what we got back from, but. I'm sure you've heard of the phrase addition by subtraction. I think Chris Sale has this written all over it. I actually love this move. Um, I saw that they gave that one pitcher uh, the two-year. Yes, Lucas uh, Giolito last night, two years, $38 million. There is an opt-out after year one. And uh, thanks very much for the call, Sorge. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for the breaking news as well. Chris Sale, and I think to Sorge's point, I, I, again, I think you can look at this, Chris Sale's time in Boston through as two paths or two halves, or however you want to call it, two parts. Part one, that great first three years. Great in 2017. 2018, he finishes second in Cy Young voting. Major driving force between a World Series championship team. 2019, good that season as well. And then the injuries creep in, misses a bunch of time the last few years. Not quite as effective either when he's out there, kind of, incons- you know, going five innings or four and two-thirds. I mean, we mentioned he had 20 starts last year. He only threw 100 innings or 102 innings. So he's averaging out pretty much five innings a start. And I know there was a few in there where he went a little deeper than that, but essentially that's he's averaging five innings a start. So for that amount of money and considering it's a guy that should be a race, I get the frustration and I get the willingness to mo- move on from him. So I think you can look at it through two different lenses. And I would even say about the Red Sox this year, if Chris Sale had been their number one starter, I would not have been happy. If he had been their number two starter, I would not have been happy. If he had been their number three or four, which I think he'll be in Atlanta, then I would have been happy, right? So I think Chris Sale, to me, is a guy, you can appreciate everything he did here, but also be fine that they moved on. I think the Red Sox moving forward, again, this can't be the end. It's another step, right? Step one, or if you want to say step one is a trade Verdugo, but step one, pitching staff-wise, Lucas Giolito is signed. Step two, they trade Chris Sale away. But what is step three going to be? 
And what is step four going to be? Because to me, I, I don't think this can be the end of it if you're the Red Sox. You need to continue to improve this pitching staff. Uh, one more call before break here. We have Peter in the car. Peter, what do you think of this trade of Chris Sale? This is absolutely terrible for the Red Sox. They're paying the, the basically the whole salary. For, you know, Basically, it's a dump on Sale. So Atlanta has to think either A, he's healthy, or B, the Red Sox think he's not healthy. So, I mean, if you're the Red Sox, why would you do this if, if you're going to be able to get something out of them for this year? Because they had a club option for 2025, so they're only on the hook for this year with, with him anyway. It just it makes no sense to me. Yeah, And again, I just think it's that they're dumping players. And I think, Peter, the, the part about them sending the $17 million there is an interesting one. And thanks for the call as well. It, it's tough because, yeah, you want to move on from the guy. But the biggest issue we've heard is the injuries in the contract. Well, you're not going to deal with the injuries anymore, but you're still paying a chunk of this year's salary. I think the, the, the only financial advantage here is now you won't be on the hook for that deferred money, right? So and if you're an MLB salary expert and you – think i'm wrong feel free to call in and let me know but now that deferred money that he has at least you're not on the hook for that i guess so maybe that's a little bit of financial win in a few years for you but again to the caller's point you can't end it here right because he said it feels like they're dumping players they dump sale well if this is the end of it i'll agree with him i'm going to give him time but i need to see more right Do, do you trade for a frontline starter do you sign a frontline starter you know i don't want your rotation opening day to be lucas giolito Brian Bayo, James Paxton, and whoever, four and five. Okay? You need to have another frontline guy. Justin Turpin, this Chris Sale trade messed up our whole show in a good way. No, it's a, a good, good thing, way. though. It's We've fun. been doing a year-in-review segment for all the teams, and, of course, I thought about leading off the show with the Patriots one and doing the Red Sox last, but then they signed Giolito. So I said, I'll lead off the show with the Red Sox one. And, of course, I already did that, and they, they trade Sale. Right? It means things are happening, which yes. is a good thing. But we do have one more segment left in the show, and we are going to do, we are going to do that year in review for the Patriots coming right up next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1 800 BOS Legal. This is WEEI. We're back to John Lyons on WEEI. Is this for real? Can you believe it? 101 yards. What would you say to them to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead? The last 25 years. Jones just passed five points back across the field. This time he pays the price. Deron Bland, pick six. Jones on the play fake. Intercepted. Oh, this is a touchdown. Play this song. This is the Patriots here in review song. That's it. We're a music station. Back here on WEI, I'm John Lyons. Final segment of the show. It's, you know, Justin, I've done a couple solo shows before, but never three full hours. So I really appreciate the Red Sox for trading Chris Sale during this. Yeah, well done handling yeah. the breaking news. Yeah. Like you've done it for years now. Good yes. for you. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, appreciate the Red Sox for doing it for us. That is the big story of the day. The Red Sox traded Chris Sale. We actually just spent the last uh, 35 or so minutes talking about it. If you missed any of that, feel free to go back and listen on the Odyssey app, or, of course, you can find it on WEI.com under the weekend shows. should be posted in a little bit. Uh, I do want to spend some time because we have been doing year-in-review segments for all the Boston teams, and actually our Bruins segment got interrupted by the Sale trade. 
We haven't done the Patriots yet. We've spent a lot of time talking about the Patriots this week. Oh, did you have something, Justin? Oh, sorry. So we spent a lot of time talking about the Patriots this week. The Patriots 2023, my my only really word to describe it, and I hate to say this as a Patriots fan, but it's disappointing. I mean, they start out 2023, that game in Buffalo where they're 8-8, eight and eight, chance to make the playoffs, and they give up two, not one, but two kickoff returns for touchdowns. They end up losing that game. Ironically, one of the better games Mac Jones played last season. They lose that game. Then they end up moving on from Patricia and Judge after the season, which I think you know was warranted. They needed to do. Then they draft Christian Gonzalez in the first round of the draft. I loved it. The rest of their offseason moves, not a huge fan. And they bring in Bill O'Brien. I did like that. I'll be honest, I did. But not really a ton of upgrades to the offense outside of maybe Mike Kosicki, but he hasn't done anything for him. And then you go into this season... Bailey Zappi looks really bad in August. He gets cut. Mac Jones looks good in August. Looks good the first couple weeks of the season. Still throws two really bad interceptions. And then the wheels really come off against Dallas. You heard that cut of the Duran Bland pick six. And now we're at a point where that same Bailey Zappi guy who did not look good in August has looked all right for the Patriots the last few weeks. They've won a couple games with him, but it's still, they sit here at 4-11. and Mac Jones looks like he's never going to play for the Patriots again. A guy who a couple years ago looked like a rookie of the year candidate, or was, I should say, a rookie of the year candidate, looked like a future franchise QB. And now instead, you're at a really weird point where these could be the last two weeks of Bill Belichick's career coaching with the Patriots. Mac Jones is probably gone after this year. You're looking at a pretty big, at least offensively, a big rebuild. Their defense has been good, year in review. Their defense has been good this year, but their special teams and their offense has been really bad, especially their offense. I mean, just catastrophic turnovers game-costing mistakes. It's been really unfortunate to watch, you know, I think for a Patriots, for all the Patriots fans out there who are used to so much success and saw the promise of 2021, to see that, you know, Patricia and Judge and, and the, how that wrapped up in 2023 and the two kickoff returns for touchdowns that prevent you from making the playoffs in Week 18 against Buffalo. And then, you know, one great draft pick in Gonzalez, I think a decent draft overall, but then you reach for a guy like Chad Ryland who despite the game-winning kick, against Denver has been wildly inconsistent this year. And you, your offense is just really just get, it felt like it got worse week after week after week. Like the, the offense against Philadelphia in week one didn't feel like even close to the same offense against the saints just a few weeks later. And it felt like it just got worse and worse and worse as the year went on, led to the benching of Mac Jones led to a team that again, proud franchise won six Super Bowls this century now is flat out one of the worst teams in the NFL. So, Justin Turpin, I, I don't know how you would describe this Patriots 2023, but my one word would be disappointing. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Anytime you're talking about Bill Belichick's future, I mean, what like how bad does it have to be to get to that point? Like, yeah. to think you'd be having this conversation is just insane. Like, I think the last time that you really, like as a rational person, could talk about Bill Belichick's future was week two of 2001. You know, Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. You're 0-2. It's after a 5-11 and season. You're like, oh, maybe this guy is just not the right fit. You know, and he had, before that, had been a, a 500 coach in Cleveland. This is the first time since then that if you sat here and you told me, Justin, that I should buy tickets to next week's Patriots game against the Jets because it could be Bill's last game, I might believe it. To put that in perspective, too, you said week two of 2001. I wasn't even born yet. 
I'm jealous. I was in fourth grade. Like that's that's Not insane. Like yet. think about like how yeah, long but you're it's right. been. Like I, yeah, it, it's just it's yeah. it's crazy that we've gotten to this point. So it's like there's players on the team, Justin, who weren't born yet. Yeah, the last time we asked that, there's coaches on the coaching staff who weren't born. The last time we you know maybe made that suggestion, I know Mark Dondero is going to follow me up next three to six p.m. and. You know, he made a compelling case yesterday on air with me why it's time to move on from Belichick. I think Kraft has some legitimate reasons. I think that's going to be the biggest story of 2023 for the Patriots has been could it be the end for Bill? And frankly, Justin, it might end up being the biggest story of 2024 because if they do move on from him, and even if they keep him, but there's some revamping of the front office, his future and what they do with him is not just the biggest story of this year. It could end up being the biggest story of next year. Yeah, you don't make that kind of move, and it, it, it this affects the team for years to come. And now, do they go with the successor in Gerard Mayo, or do they want to completely abandon the Belichick way as a whole? Because if you do bring in Gerard Mayo, I mean, he's a mold of Belichick, played for Belichick, is now under the Belichick tree. I mean, do you want to stick with the Belichick way, or do you want to completely abandon it? And that's kind of how it's going to factor in as well, if they decide to move on. Yeah, I agree completely, right? that That's a huge story of not just do you decide to move on from him, but if you do, what do you do next? I mean, do you promote? Because I think the original plan was Bill's going to coach in 23 and 24, get the wins record, we'll be good, and then we'll go to Mayo. Now, do you want to hire Jim Harbaugh? Do you want to hire someone else? I mean, it, it's really, do you want to hire Ben Johnson out of Detroit? Like, there's some options out there. Do you want to bring Brian Flores back? Do you want to just promote Gerard Mayo? Which, again, I'm not totally against, but huge story for the Patriots. And, again, it's too bad, Justin. The word of the year has been disappointing. Yeah, especially, like, you know, it's such a decorated team, and they've had so much success. Decorated head coach. And for it to potentially end this way, 5-12 and at best, uh, it's tough. It's tough to see. For sure. Hopefully the year for me on WEI has not been disappointing because the next time I talk to you, it's going to actually be New Year's Day. I'll be on with KJ Carson. Excited for that show because some great college football this weekend, but that'll be the day of the college football playoff. So you know I'll be talking about that. Huge thank you to Joe Braverman producing the first hour of the show. Huge thank you to Justin Turpin for producing the last two hours. You did a great job, Justin. Thank you to our callers, everyone. Thank you to the Red Sox for trading Chris Sale during the program. I appreciate that. You've got Mark Dondero next and I'll talk to you New Year's Day. Have a wonderful New Year's Eve. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original.